do? Why did George Bush do that? He clearly is against all Republicans. Why would he do something like that? Uh, it's such a weird moment in history, isn't it? I mean, it really is. I, I, I mean, the people you're for, then you're against, then you're for them, then you're against them. I, I don't understand. And I, I thought that was a really moving uh, statement from him and something that should be said. And why, why can't it be said? Yeah, it only stands out because Bush has been so infrequently in the public eye so when he says something this is yeah this is also kind of one of the biggest things in american history yes that's true (laughs) true. i mean i think trump's point was like so was the impeachment and he didn't say anything about that uh which is notable no still no 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 we are i think we're on the verge of civil war do you see what happened with the protests? Yeah, the protests I mean, I just small. think that there was, uh, you know, I think that the, mm, the American people the beginning are, of this, the American people are there, though. They want to be out. They want to do their thing. You know, I, I think right. like, I think the media wants right. to make the protesters the center of the story. It's the average Americans that want to do this thing. They don't necessarily want to go protest about it, but they're going to go do their thing, whether you like it or oh. not. But that's what I mean. The more draconian this gets, the longer this goes, the more people are going to say, you know, I've had enough. We'll get into this and much more. Come. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Oh my gosh, is that me? Or is this the home of entertainment and enlightenment? You got it. Hello and welcome to the program. It's Monday. Although the sting is not quite so bad. We're not going to work unless we're not going to work because we've told to stay home and then the sting gets really bad. Or if we've staying home because we lost our job. (sighs) Okay, well, I've found a way now to wreck Mondays. Well, let's wreck some more. Have you seen have you seen the latest from Newsweek magazine? Newsweek magazine says, yeah, this did come from a lab and uh, Fauci was involved. Now, it's an interesting story and probably a very important story, but it also has one other element to it. And that is the media doesn't want it to be true. And for the life of me, I can't decide why we start there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. All right, here's a fun fact from the uh, BBB, the Better Business Bureau. They're warning now against posting school pictures or lists of your favorites on social media. Sharing your senior picture in particular, along with your graduation date and high school name, gives scammers a chance to piece together a profile for you. And many favorite lists might give clues to security questions on your private accounts. Oh, that's great. Now, let that sink into for just a minute. Here you are, a high school senior about to embark on the great journey of adult life, which is so much fun, kids. Oh, you are going to love it. And some cyberpunk comes along and takes the identity from you. 
it is really important that you understand how cybercrime and identity theft is affecting our lives. And you could miss a lot if you don't have LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BACK for 25% off. Do it now. So uh, there was a Newsweek article that came out. Dr. uh, Fauci uh, backed controversial Wuhan lab with millions of U.S. dollars for risky coronavirus research. (sighs) Okay, so what does this story really mean? Let me give it to you in case you haven't heard. Last year, the NIH, uh, or actually the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, led by Fauci. Funded scientists at the Wuhan Institute of uh, Virology and other institutions for work on, listen to this phrase, gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses. I'll explain that here in a second. In 2019, with the backing of uh, National Institute of uh, Health Aid, the National Institute of Health committed $3.7 million over six years for research that included some gain-of-function work. The program followed another 3.7 five-year project for collecting and studying bat coronaviruses, which ended in 2019, bringing the total to $7.4 million. Our taxpayer dollars went to that laboratory in Wuhan. Now, many scientists have critic, uh, criticized gain-of-function research, which involves manipulating viruses in a lab to explore their potential for infecting humans. The reason why scientists have been against this is because it creates a risk of starting a pandemic from an accidental release. (sighs) Fauci did not respond to Newsweek's request for comment. All he said was most emerging human viruses come from wildlife, and these represent a significant threat to public health and biosecurity in the U.S. and globally, as demonstrated by SARS epidemic and current COVID-19. Scientific research indicates that there is no evidence that suggests the virus was created in a laboratory. Yeah, that doesn't answer the question, because nobody is really claiming that this was created in a laboratory. What they're claiming is this was being researched in a laboratory and somebody got sloppy. Exactly what other scientists warned about. The NHA research uh, consisted of two parts. Um, The first involved surveillance of bat coronaviruses and had a budget of 3.7. Now, the, the, the surveillance of the bat coronavirus means they were watching it and they needed to collect samples. We know that that's what the Chinese did. At least they they played that video. Stu, when that video play, was it in December or November? We we played it on uh, one of our episodes. Um, and we'll have to find it later. Uh, but uh, we played it on one of our episodes where the... Do, do we have it? Just run it in the background because I think it's all in Chinese. This was what was on uh, the the uh, TV network, the national network of China. And here you see the scientists in there. These uh, bats live in caves that only places that scientists can go can reach them. Uh, We can find the most ideal coronavirus. Most bats living here are horseshoe bats. Hmm. If we keep our skin bare, we can keep, we can get into contact with the feces, which is highly risky here. 
Okay, that's what they're saying isn't in that, Chinese. Is it always? Is it only know. just there that get contact with feces is highly risky? I feel like that's a statement you can kind of make, really, for any situation. On oh, bats in general, yeah, bats, I think bats in humans, general, humans, uh, dogs, really anything. Yeah. You should try to get, not not touch the feces of things. <laughs> general policy. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's a that's a pretty good uh, rule of thumb. Uh, anyway, okay, so that's the first part, and we know that they did that. The second phase this is the real problem included in additional surveillance work but also gain of function research now what is gain of function well here's what the proposal from the nih says we will use s protein sequence data infectious clone technology in vitro and in vivo infection experiments and analysis of receptor binding to test the hypothesis that percent divergence uh, divergence thresholds in s protein sequences predict spillover potential now i'm a doctor and a scientist so i of course know what that means <laughs> but in case you don't Spillover potential is just referring to the ability of the virus to jump from animals to human. And that requires that the virus be able to attach to the receptors in our cells as humans. So uh, this is what happened with SARS. Uh, It is able to bind at our receptors in our cells, in our lungs and other organs. This is also what COVID-19 is doing. It's a jump from the bat into humans. Now, here's the problem. The infectious disease expert at Rutgers University, his name is Richard um, Ebright. He says uh, these are experiments that would enhance the ability of bat coronavirus to infect human cells and laboratory animals using techniques of genetic engineering. In the wake of the pandemic, he says this is kind of noteworthy, along with two other two. I'm sorry, 200 other scientists. They have been vocal against gain of function research because it risks um, creation of a pandemic through accidental release from a lab. Now, here's the problem that I have. Stu, do you remember we talked to I think his name was Ken Albeck. This is 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah. I'm looking for him to see if he's still alive. But he was one of the first defectors of the Soviet Union after the wall came down. He couldn't wait to get out and go to the West. He was a guy who accidentally became the head of the uh, bioweapons program. And what they did was communist countries go and they look for viruses that can't be cured. Then they experiment them, experiment them uh, on them to see how they can make them in an aerosol or or make it spread faster as a bioweapon. The United States, however, does the exact opposite. We do look for viruses, but we look for cures. We don't uh, develop any bioweapon. At least this is what we believe. We don't uh, we don't develop any bioweapon unless it we have a cure so we go and we'll look at ebola but we try to cure it then we may say what can we make this into a weapon as long as we have the cure soviets and other chinese uh, communist countries they go the opposite way they try to make it more virile and uh more deadly 
and then weaponize it. They don't believe that anything with a cure is a good weapon. So the other problem is the reason why this guy became the head of the bio research uh, weapon program is because his boss died as they were trying to weaponize Ebola. They're extraordinarily sloppy uh, and they have poor protocol in in communist countries, unlike the United States, which leads the world in this kind of security. Why would we give money to a weapons lab that we had already said is trouble? Why would we give money for something on research to a Chinese government? If the NIH wants to study this thing, then study it here. Why would we give it to China, which has already proven itself to be unworthy of being able to handle this kind of stuff? Now, here's the biggest problem. The media is jumping through hoops. Washington Post was the new coronavirus accidentally released from a Wuhan lab. It's doubtful. Yahoo. Trump administration pulls NIH grant for coronavirus research over ties to Wuhan lab at the heart of the conspiracy theories. Uh, Vox. Why uh, these scientists still doubt the coronavirus leaked from the Chinese lab. CNN. New York Times. Top administration officials have pushed intelligence agencies to link coronavirus to Chinese labs. Why are these organizations so eager to say what Trump is now saying Friday, he pulled back uh, from the lab. What happened was they had a ban on this that Obama had put in. It lapsed and Fauci just went through and did it secretly. That's the story, at least at this point. So why why does the press not want this to be true? Is it possible that Jeff Bezos with The Washington Post has too many business deals with China. Is it possible that NBC Universal, which is owned by Comcast, uh, has too many business deals? They were going all in. They've got a new theme park that is opening in Beijing, is supposed to open this year. Also, the Chinese uh, consul general made a visit to Comcast headquarters on February 2017th as the travel restrictions began to be imposed due to the coronavirus, the same travel restrictions that China and the WHO are trying to shoot down when that was happening. That's when Comcast met with the consul general uh, at their headquarters. After that meeting, China released a statement and they specifically talked about the theme park for Universal. Is it possible that there is some sort of a deal that goes on there? Is it possible that something else is happening uh, with Comcast and our media? Is it possible the reason why Google and YouTube are censoring any anything? How can we possibly talk about this if YouTube and Google say that this is a conspiracy theory? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know what I know about the coronavirus. This is the weirdest news story. The more I read, the more I know, the less I know. I'm not sure of any fact anymore. Are you, Stu? 
Are you are you sure of anything at this point? It's a really limited in the coronavirus uh, th- amount of things you can be con- entirely sure of. Like I would have probably said uh, pretty recently that I was pretty sure that the most common effect of coronavirus, this coronavirus, was fever. The most common symptom was fever. And then a report comes out. It's like actually, it's not eighty percent of people who are coming in that that have fever. It's thirty percent. It's like, wait a minute! Well, like, this is the most basic. We have thing. drones. <laughs> they're, they're affecting. In fact, the, the president r- walks from room to room and he gets his fever. He gets his yeah, temperature checked. Exactly. I thought that was the first sign. And again, like I don't. We may find out that that study's wrong and that it was right all along. But uh, they shake your foundation on this constantly. Uh, all know, the it's, time. It's very difficult all the time. to understand what is going on. Uh, and you know, and there's each, no each new day. There's a new study. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure right now, right as I say this, I'm pretty sure that the idea that you're going to get this outdoors in all in almost every circumstance is very unlikely. Like if you're in a place that has good um, uh, ventilation and you're outdoors, winds blowing, like unless you're screaming into somebody's face or sneezing into somebody's face and they're breathing in heavily, like the chances of it happening are very, very low. It seems like that, especially if you're if you're six feet away, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. And like, and, and it's a sunny day, a hot sunny day. Exactly. I mean, it's like all right. the research lines up behind that right now. However, am I sure that next week they're going to come out with a story that the only place you can get it is outside? I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> I would right. not even be surprised. Right. I mean, yeah. this is the craziest thing. We have shut down the entire world. We are now banning certain theories on this. And that's all we have. We don't have the truth on this. We have no idea what the truth is of the coronavirus. Science hasn't been settled on this. So it is it's so incredibly frustrating. And I think that's what leads people to say. Uh, I, I, I conspiracy theories or or leads people to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. You guys still don't have any idea. And you're telling me I could die if I go to work. But I got news for you. I'm going to die. My my business is going to die. My children are going to be living in the poor house if you don't let me go back to work. You guys don't know what the hell you're even talking about. And I can't trust the media to tell me the truth. I think that is happening in America and somebody needs to address it. All right. Let me tell you about uh, American financing. Listen, you and I, all of us need to be really, really smart with our money right now. Mortgage rates are continuing to plummet. Um, They're already in the basement uh, now. Well, I should say we're about to hit the basement, which is a negative interest rate. And you might say that's good. But you know who's not going to get a negative interest rate? You. The banks are just going to be able to borrow that money and be told, well, you got to give those loans out and then they'll charge you two or three percent. It will happen. So how low is it going to go for you? Well, as the demand goes up, the interest rate is now going up and the banks are making more money. It is sick. It is really sick. You need somebody on your side to make sure that if you're paying over 4% on your mortgage, if you have high interest credit cards and own your house, if you, um, if you want to buy a house, 
You need somebody on your side that works for you, not for the banks. And that's American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or call 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. They work for you. Get your finances under control and save all the money you possibly can right now. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, let's pause for 10 seconds. Okay, so the movie industry and the uh, television industry is one of the most important regions for growth and revenue. And I know this to be true because uh, I'm considered very, very American. And there's really not a market for something that just plays in America. Oh, really? Um, all of the major news outlets now are owned of, uh, by companies that encompass movie studios. CBS is part of a conglomerate called National Amusement, which owns Viacom and Paramount Pictures. NBC and MSNBC, part of Universal, Comcast, which uh, the new Universal Studios Beijing Resort. CNN is part of AT&T, Time, Warner, which owns Warner Brothers. ABC is Disney. So there you have the and and Washington Post is Amazon. So there you have the biggest video producers. There you have uh, the entertainment industry, which we are now the secondary market. China has become the first market. So just like Europe has always had to have American movies, we now have Chinese movies and they are uh, America second. They're concerned about the Chinese market. Well, that's a problem for us because we're second to China now in uh, in the future, if you will, uh, everywhere. We must not be dependent on China, especially for our news. These news organizations, they say that we're unreliable. Really? How can you rely on any media that has money and massive investments in China when you know you'll lose your entire investment if you piss off the Chinese Communist Party? How do you piss them off? You say things about them that they don't like. We're at a we are at a a crossroads here, and the only one that I see who's on the winning side of this is Donald Trump. Donald Trump, when he ran, he was against China. He has been saying this kind of stuff since, since I think since he, before he was born, uh, he actually went and did something about China, said that they were ripping us off. Uh, he has been trying to make sure that America has its all of its resources here and we utilize our own resources I think the only winner here is Trump. Is that the reason, coupled with everybody being owned by China one way or another, that we're not willing to discuss what could be the truth? Uh, Patriot Mobile. You want to talk about doing uh, business with American companies and uh, companies that have your interest at heart. 
Patriot Mobile is a company that not only knows what the Bill of Rights is, they actually care about the Bill of Rights. They take some of their profits and they put them into anti uh, um, Bloomberg kind of things. You know, they they stand up for the the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment. They they support life instead of like all these other cell phone companies giving money to Planned Parenthood. If you don't believe me that's happening, look it up. Do your own homework. Every time you make a phone call, you're going against your own principles and you are funding those programs against your own principles. There is a choice. You'll have the same great, reliable nationwide service. They share your values. They've made it easy to switch. They're going to save you a buttload of money and they'll waive the activation fee. Plus, send you a free gift when you use the offer code BACK. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Switch now to Patriot Mobile at PatriotMobile.com. PatriotMobile.com. Check out blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and get 30 bucks off. It's all the best in conservative shows all in one place. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Monday. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed is uh, joining us now. Pat, um, mm-hmm. is there is there something to not being able to trust these mainstream uh, uh, news outlets? Amazon, China, uh, which owns the Washington Post. You have Comcast, NBC has theme parks uh from universal in china Mm -hmm. um you have cbs uh paramount pictures you have uh abc disney all of them need china do you believe that we can trust the things that these news sources are saying when it comes to china nope (laughs) not not as far (laughs) as you can throw any of them i mean absolutely not yes absolutely not it's interesting, though, you, you bring up Disney. Disney uh, has gone from the top of the world and the king of the hill to a company that's really kind of in trouble right now. When you think about all the Disney Real businesses, uh, they all count on, you know, uh, a bunch of people coming to their places. Cruise lines completely shut down for now and maybe all time. Jeez. I mean, people are worried about the cruise industry. Um, so you've got no cruise line going on right now. They've got no movies uh, coming out, so their movie industry, all eight studios, completely shut down. Their uh, oh. stage shows, they had 29 concurrent Hang stage shows second. running. Hold on just a second. So you yeah. know what's amazing is you have all of these uh, movies, uh, these studios coming out. Mm-hmm. Think of how long it takes to make a movie. Oh, it's not yeah. like when this is over, they can start popping them out. Right. I mean, everything is in shutdown uh, anything that was current uh, will may have to be re-edited because of what's been going on. Uh, I mean, it's 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 going to take a while to get this thing chugging again. Years, like probably years in some cases. And it may not come back because of movie theaters. Right. That's right. Um, they had 29 productions of stage shows on four continents. All of them are shut down. Oh, the theme parks, of course have gone from 157 million people coming to them every year to zero right now. 
They don't have anybody. No, one, one. They have one guy. Oh, do they have a guy that... Did you hear about this this week? No. The guy who was trying to live in the Disney park, which is a place to go, really, honestly. Yeah, he was actually living in the park. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, they got 157 million to one, so there is a bright spot there. Right. Every Disney store, all 312 of them, shut down completely, not operating at all. Then you look at uh, ESPN, who's a money cash cow for Disney. No sports to broadcast whatsoever. Now, they're still making the money from the cable fees. Uh, so that's for now, a bright spot though for the cable now. cable companies are trying to sue yeah. over that because they're not yeah. getting the sports programming they were promised. I mean, it, for ESPN, it was so bad over the weekend. They, they were showing guys skipping stones on a lake. <laughs> I like the one. They were doing the Slippery <laughs> Stairs World Championships. Slippery Stairs. Yes, which is, I guess, like oh. they put like some sort of lubricant on, on like padded stairs and people try to climb up them and, not, and knock each other down. No way. And then they showed it. It was... I riveting. I gotta say, ri- I was totally riveted. I'll tell you by another it. thing. I we watched. are de- we are desperate for competition. Oh, completely, you're saying completely that was desperate. riveting. Was riveting. Uh, and I yeah. would tell you another thing. I watched for about five minutes just because I couldn't believe it. There's a juggling competition mixed with dodgeball. Have you seen? No. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. That sounds awesome. You got I a juggler that. in the back of the room, and you got people throwing dodgeballs at him, trying to make him <laughs> drop the the juggling thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and there's a world championship for that. Unreal. I may start watching ESPN. <laughs> yeah, you'd like this. <laughs> you would like this. I gotta say, because they're calling yeah. it ESPN Eight, the Ocho, which right. is from a movie. I can't remember. Is it Idiocracy? Some movie mm. made fun of ESPN and called. In the future, they would have a channel called ESPN Eight, the Ocho. Uh, it's dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, I'm getting here. I'm hearing it. it's the movie dodgeball. That's funny. And the, the joke it's was funny. they had all these bizarre random sports on it. So now they have no sports. So they're just and running ESPN real. Eight, the Ocho. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is a good that's idea. Brilliant. It's that is idea. really brilliant. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's really amazing. But though, not going to bring back the uh, br- the business problems Pat is talking about. No, <laughs> I don't no, think that's for the sure. juggling dodgeball well, thing solves I mean, the park thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, ESPN was the king of the hill in the cable industry. Yes, uh, they charged more. It was only them and Fox News. They charged more for your cable companies. Uh, than anybody else. I don't remember what it was. What, I think it was, it was nine like bucks. Three bucks or f- no? Nine I think bucks? it was nine dollars for ESPN. Something that's like that. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Lot. Uh, lot. So nine dollars for every subscriber to every uh, cable uh, company mm-hmm. went to ESPN. If ESPN uh, collapses, this is why the cable industry is trying to say. To sue them and say, you're not providing their, your service because they want out of those $9 contracts because the cable industry is collapsing. Yeah. So the, this is this is a real example of how this whole thing comes undone. And right. the longer we wait, all of it collapses. And again, it is a reason why propping up old industry doesn't ever work. Mm. It's a natural thing to have creative destruction. Yeah. And what's happening right now is everybody's trying to prop up all of these things that haven't worked for a while because of new technology, because of dis- disruptive services. And what are they doing? They're all running to the government and to high tech to say, protect us, protect us, protect us. This is what made America different. We didn't protect those industries that were failing. Look at what's happening with our financial system. We've propped it up now twice. 
We did it in 08. We're doing it again. Mm-hmm. And each time those sick industries are getting worse. You can't just do it. it it's it's uh, it's you're, you're prescribing uh, you're prescribing fentanyl for a cat cancer patient. Every time we bail these companies out, we're giving them fentanyl. They're sick. They're dying. And instead of letting the treatment work, we just give them fentanyl and send them back to work. It, it's 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 insanity. It's truly insanity. I will say, though, in the case of ESPN, when they've got something as strong as dodgeball juggling, (laughs) you know, you can't you can't you can't end that particular. (laughs) You know, I find out when that's on because I'm going to watch that with my family. (laughs) Maybe maybe that would be the one thing that we can all agree on and actually watch. All right, Pat, thank you so much. You can find Pat Gray Unleashed uh, wherever you get your podcast or. Uh, He tapes it live right before this uh, program every day on the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Tremble in fear, everybody. It's time. Men of Earth, be scared. Mother's Day is just days away, and you must not get it wrong, especially this year of all years. What day is Mother's Day? Is it next week and not I, this coming weekend, I right? I think it is. Uh, I mean, it's, No, no, it can't be. It's the 10th. So, I mean, we're, it's the next one, right? It's the next Sunday. Oh, my gosh. It's... Oh. Yeah, you're in trouble. I almost used an expletive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can hear the beginning trouble. of it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's not good. No. It's not good. Now, there is hope uh, in the form of the best in skincare from Chamonix. Uh, from now until Mother's Day, you get the classic GenuCell for bags, puffiness, and jawline treatment. Uh, the discount never offered before, and as a surprise Mother's Day gift, GenuCell is going to double the order for free. While they're at it, they're going to include the GenuCell immediate effects, also free. So whether you're staying at home, going back to work, just uh, connecting remotely with your loved ones, now's the time to say goodbye to all the puffiness, dark, dark spots, crow's feet, all the things you don't want. And it's also time to firm up the delicate skin around the jawline and neck area. Your next Zoom or FaceTime meeting will feel better, guaranteed. Speaking of guaranteed, satisfaction is also guaranteed. So even if you don't believe any of this, it doesn't matter because if you order it and you don't like it, you just give you your money back. It's, it's nice and easy. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Get your money back if, you don't, if you're not satisfied for some reason. GenuCell's Mother Day special is going on now. You can get double your order for free. Go to GenuCell.com or call now 800-577-8709. Take care of it today. Make your mom's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day from Chamonix. Get your double order now. GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. After the hundredth time scrolling through your feed today, Uh, maybe you need some new reading material to get you through the quarantine. Please. We got you. Glenn Beck has a new book called Arguing with Socialists, and you can order it now from anywhere books are sold. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Well, hello and uh, welcome to the program. Here's a couple of things uh, that I want to share with you. First, uh, if I may, uh, some might call this a conspiracy theory, but I think that there is enough facts on this to back it up. Um, But I believe this uh, coronavirus has been was was hatched in a shadowy star chamber 
uh, filled with the heads of some of today's most powerful people, organizations and corporations. Uh, and uh, I'm going to name them. Um, I believe it was I believe this whole thing has been a plot uh, executed by and to benefit uh, the the people at Sherwin Williams, uh, Lawn and Garden Centers, <laughs> Home Depot, Amazon and Zoom. Uh, I don't think we need to look at China or anybody else. I believe, uh, especially the Zoom people. I mean, they came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, uh, what, what the hell is Zoom? Everybody's using Zoom. I think not, Zoom. We're on to you. Okay? Sherwin-Williams. <laughs> We're all painting rooms or something. Don't think we don't know what's going on. And Home Depot, you disgust me. Now, this theory may have been hatched in a moment of frustration at Home Depot um, because Home Depot is a place that I like to go to and spend money. I don't know why, but you're in Home Depot and you're looking at things you don't really even need. And you're like, oh, that looks really good. I, I mean, look at that tool. I don't need that tool. I don't have any tools. But when I go to Home Depot, I feel like I need those tools. I don't even know what those tools do. So I'm at Home Depot because I wanted to uh, I needed to power wash uh, my uh, my barn before we painted it Sherwin Williams. So I go to Home Depot and I rent a power washer and I go and t- stop me if this has happened to you recently. I went to rent it. I go. I get home. It's five o'clock. They close at six. I uh, bring the power washer home. I set it all up and it doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, crap. So then I have to wait until about three o'clock the next afternoon because I work in the early part of the day. And I go to Home Depot and I said, "Uh, this doesn't work. And they said, oh, well, here you need this. Okay. Well, I'm not paying for yesterday. Oh, I don't know. Why didn't you come this morning? Because I work. So I get home. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon and uh, I do it and it still doesn't work. That's when I look at my son-in-law and he said, I, I got to take care of the kids. And I said, I don't have time to run back to Home Depot. Can you run? Could you run tomorrow? Sure. So he can't run until again in the afternoon, and it's a Friday. And he goes in and he said, look, we just want to return this. This thing hasn't worked, uh, blah, blah, blah. They said, we can't give you, we can't give you a, uh, a refund. What do you mean it hasn't, it hasn't worked? And I'm going, see that aisle right over there? I've already picked it out. See that box? I'm buying a power washer that I know that can work. So why would we, why would we try to rip you off? Well, uh, people do this all the time. Do they? Yeah. Do they give you a power washer that doesn't work? Well, no. I can give you 50% off. That's not good enough. My, my son-in-law is fearless on this. That's not good enough. We want our money back. It never worked. They called the manager, and the manager said, no, I'm not going to give you anything off. Don't give him 50% off. You get nothing. Why didn't you return it right away? Well, my son-in-law didn't have a good excuse. I have one because I don't have time to run back and forth and then stand in front of your stupid line to get in to have a power washer done. I'm not made of time. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I don't know if anybody else has had this problem, but, you know, 
Home Depot, you really shouldn't be such jerks uh, about things like this, especially when you have everybody over a barrel. Uh, Then another reason why we didn't get that stupid power washer back is because I had to call the fire department. Now, I, I smelled gas, and I know that that is the first sign of insanity, or is that smoke? I think it's smoke, but gas might be a sign that you're insane, too. I smell gas. Really? I don't smell it. Anybody else smell it? Well, this time, everybody in the house smelled it. I even went next door and said to my, uh, my daughter, can you come over? Can you smell this gas? Yeah, that's definitely gas. So we call the fire department. The fire department comes, and I try to call them at the firehouse, okay, and say it's not an emergency. Can just somebody come over in a car quietly or something? Nope. I have to call 911. What's your emergency? Okay, it's not an emergency. But can you? Sure enough, here come the fire department with the, you know, the ambulance and everything. Woo, woo. And they come right up to the house and they're like, what's the problem? We're like, well, we smell gas. They come in. They got all these fancy things. They don't see. They don't. They don't smell it. We don't smell it. It's gone. We don't smell it now. And they, you know, they walked around like, yeah, you know, this happens all the time. And, you know, it could be gas. I mean, you just don't know. But uh, but these are sensors and they tried to make us feel good. Here's why I'm telling this story, because I would like the fire department to adopt a new standard. And I think it's reasonable if someone calls you and you come with all of the trucks. I think because you're being paid by the taxpayer base, you need to walk out of the house and say, it's a good thing you called us because that could have been a real problem. So, yeah, no, don't worry about it. That was whew, you caught that just in time. So we don't stand there with all of our neighbors looking at us going. Yeah, I I just called the fire department and they didn't find anything. And I'm feeling like a real idiot now. And and they're driving away in the fire trucks. And, you know, you know, they're like. Well, except for now. But you know, usually they're like, people are crazy. This time, at least they were driving away, I think, going, it was kind of nice to get out. I mean, at least we saw some people. I mean, when they walked up the drive, I wanted to hug them. People, there's another person. You're listening to Glenn Beck. In the past, waiting for the very last minute to order a Mother's Day bouquet from 1-800-Flowers might have worked out fine. This year ain't gonna happen. With limited delivery, it is really important to lock in your bouquet order today for Mother's Day. Right now, when you order a dozen sorbet roses, 1-800-Flowers will give you an extra six roses free, plus a vase for $39.99. That's 20% off the original price, and it's a really nice mix of pastel shades and pinks and orange and lavender, and they're guaranteed to make her smile. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. They're committed to safety, so all the deliveries are contactless. Because of everything that's going on in the world, this is harder to deliver. So please, pick an early delivery date that will ensure that your bouquet will arrive in time to make Mom's Day special. Order your Solbray roses and get six extra roses free, plus a free vase for only $39.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, enter the code BECK. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code BECK. The offer ends Tuesday. Hurry. We have Dave Rubin coming up in just a second. You don't want to miss that. Also, I want to talk to you about realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a free service to you. Uh, this, 
Uh, oh, it's American Finance. Oh, sorry. It's American Financing. American Financing, not a free service to you, but uh, they'll give you free advice, uh, and that is on your mortgage. It is so important right now uh, to make sure that you are not overpaying your mortgage. I mean, I know how much you probably hate the banks. Well, if you're paying over 4%, you're giving them way too much money, and they're winning. Uh, you need to keep that money in your pocket, and it's never been more important, and American financing can help you. Uh, it's time to call them right now for 10 minutes. They'll just You just tell them what you're trying to do. You tell them your situation. If you have high-interest credit cards, if you're paying more than 4% on your mortgage, call them. In 10 minutes, they'll be able to tell you whether or not they think they'll be able to help you. Uh, there's no charge for this. Just go to American Financing. Get it done today. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. America, welcome to the program. Boy, we are at the crossroads right now. Who do you trust? How do you find what's true and what's not? We were talking earlier. I'm not sure what I believe about the coronavirus. No, I don't say that. I don't know what I even know about the coronavirus because things are changing and there doesn't seem to be anybody that you can actually trust to tell you the truth and not jam it down your throat like, no, this is the truth, this is the only truth, and it's settled. No, none of this is settled. Meanwhile, we have people that are becoming little little mouths, uh, little dictators, little Mussolinis, marching around telling people exactly what to do, and now protests are beginning. In California, there were protesters on the street. Believe it or not, communists that were protesting the protesters, saying that they should be going home and leave the government alone. What a surprise there. All right. How do we find the truth? Well, Dave Rubin has a new book out that I want to talk to him about, but specifically one chapter in it is how do you how, how, how do you know who to trust? How do you spot fake news? Dave Rubin joins us in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Real Estate Agents I Trust is a company that I started a few years ago. This is probably about seven years ago. Uh, and the results are really tremendous. I love the letters that we get in and the people who have been treated like family. Now, these these real estate agents don't work for me. What we do is we go out and we have a list of, of qualities that we look for and and benchmarks that we look for. Are you, um, you know, are you the biggest seller in your area? How long have you been there? Um, uh, what are your what's your advertising campaign like? What do you how do you sell homes? We really look into these people, interview all of them. We have a waiting list of about 5000, but we don't we don't we only recommend about a thousand nationwide because we want to make sure that we can keep a handle on what everybody is doing. 
and find the best real estate agent, in our opinion, to serve you. Realestateagentsitrust.com right now is the time that you need somebody who is the real estate agent. If you are looking to sell your home, you need to be ready when things open up and the market starts to move again. So call them right now. Just all you have to do is go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com, a free service to you. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Hey, welcome up to the uh, program, Mr. Dave Rubin. How are you, Dave, from the Rubin Report? Beck, it's good to be with you. You know, I heard your intro and you were talking about how we don't know who to trust. And I have to ask you a question first, which is as one of the few people that I trust, what the hell am I doing in California? Why am I here? I have Why no, am I giving I don't people know. all my money? I I can't even go to the beach anymore. I, I'm, what, what, I mean, what, why wouldn't you be here? I have been telling you for years. I have a very nice studio complex. Used to be the Paramount uh, movie lot in Texas. Plenty of room. What are you doing in 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 California? It's insane. You know, I jokingly, well, it's barely a joke. I, I half jokingly tweeted the other day, you know, I'm frustrated with California and they've got helicopters monitoring the beach. And why why am I here if I can't go to the beach? Which, by the way, everyone in SoCal, especially this weekend was 85, not a cloud in the sky. It could not mm. have been more of a perfect Southern California day. The, the exact type of day that is the only reason people live here and pay all the taxes and everything else. And of course, we're all trapped in our houses. So I tweeted out something like, uh, you know, if I can't, go to the beaches, well, then Texas and Florida and, you know, a couple other states are looking pretty good. And I, I tagged Ted Cruz. So I'm hoping that maybe you fine people of Texas will, <laughs> will put, together a, put together a package because you guys do have phenomenal studios. I work with the Blaze already. And, and now, yeah. now totally kidding aside, I am considering it. I am considering it. How can I live well, in you a place should. that is counter-tested that I believe? There, there is no package to consider here. It is the freest state in the union. Honestly, I don't get any special uh, uh, benefits at all. There is no better state in the union to do it. Um, It's we have a great governor. Um, Our our uh, Texas um, Senate and uh, and House, they only meet every two years, so they don't pass any laws. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, I'm not kidding like you, man. You. I'm I'm considering it. I'm considering Good. it. It's, it's how can I We'd live in a place with? Look, the governor of my state of California is Gavin Newsom. He is he is the former mayor of San Francisco who wrecked mm-hmm. San Francisco so badly with high taxes that then Peter Thiel, the tech billionaire Peter Thiel, left San Francisco to move to the free thinking L.A. just to escape San Francisco. And now L.A. is crumbling. And obviously we have a progressive mayor here, too. So it's not really fun to think about. You know, you you know, I have a great operation here in a beautiful home studio and everything. And I, and I do love it here. But, you know, at some point the rubber meets the road and the things that I believe in and fight for, you know, do get played out in my real life. And we're considering it. I have to tell you something, Dave. By the way, Dave Rubin is the host of the Rubin Report. Uh, highly, highly successful on uh, YouTube. Uh, he now uh, has his own, uh, you know, his his own uh, business, and he also has uh, 
Ruben report on the blaze. If you don't, uh, if you don't know Dave, you should watch Dave. And he's the author of a brand new book called Don't Burn This Book. Um, thinking for yourself in the age of reason, which we'll get to here in just a second. Dave, did you watch the uh, the protests in California this weekend? And, and what were your thoughts on them? I, I did. You know, I saw the clips on Twitter that everybody saw. And look, first off, I, generally speaking, I'm enthused that you know, some lefties here in California might be waking up to some of this stuff. So, you know, look, it's not as if there's no conservative or libertarian leaning people in California at all. I mean, you know, Ronald Reagan once was the governor here. So there there are some people here, especially if you move more towards Orange County, you know, it leans a little more right. But I think actually for the first time, I mean, I mean I'm seeing this when I walk my dog on the street now and people that know me come up to me, they're kind of hinting to me like, yeah, it's getting pretty crazy here. You know, people that you could tell this is not really their their political alliance, you know, thinking that they're anywhere on the right or something. But what's happening is if you push people to the point that they cannot leave their houses for two months, and how does it make any sense at this point if I have quarantined for two months that I have, if I have a friend who lives a half mile away that he can't come over for dinner? I mean, we're not allowed to have dinner together if we're both young and healthy and have done all of the proper precautions. And, you know, the series of other things. So it's like you can go to Target. That's OK. And by the way, don't burn this book as a bestseller at Target. But putting that aside, you're allowed to go to Target, but you can't. <laughs> You can't go to smaller bookstores. Why are we telling why are we telling smaller stores that they aren't allowed to institute some exactly sort of program right. that would allow, allow only a few people in? So it's almost as if this is absolutely designed to crush every small store. And I'll just say one other thing, which is that when I drive along the main boulevard here and you, you know where I live, that, the you know, of course, we're seeing all the small stores closed, but it's fairly obvious to me that 90% of them will never come back. You know, these strip mall areas that had sort of older Gone. stores that were probably just hanging mm-hmm. on. It's like, they're not mm-hmm. coming back. So what are we going to do? And you can only push people so far. And even the lefties you're, will eventually push back. Your whole area, I do know where you live. Your whole area is, you know, one big boulevard that has all of these specialty shops. They're little yeah. mom and pop stores. They, they can't come back. I mean, I, I read a story in California this weekend where people are opening up and saying, you know what? I couldn't get anything from the PPP. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not able to survive. I have to open because I'm going to go out of business anyway. And my only chance is to hope that maybe somebody will come and frequent my store uh, in defiance of everything because... I'm going to go out on anyway. I'm going to be living on the street. So, I mean, what do people do? What do people do? Well, I think, yeah. So, look, first off, the the more perverse part of this is that it's not as if they're really telling us what the plan is. So it's like they tell us, okay, finally, we've been doing this for almost two months. Now, just over the last couple of days, they closed the beaches. Now, that would imply that the numbers have started to rise again or that they saw something happening at the beaches that was that was mm. causing a spread. But there's no evidence of any of that. Nobody has issued a statement. And, he, and our deputy mayor, you may have seen the video on Twitter, he took the helicopter ride and tweeted out a video of empty beaches. And the way he tweeted it, it was it was as if he was proud of our empty beaches. And it's like, Dude, you guys are ruining our state. Now that, of course, Glenn, and I know you know this, that is not to say that everyone should just pile onto the beaches with no masks and be on top of each other and the rest of it. But give us some reason, give us some way so that you can go out there with a blanket, stay a couple feet away from people, and just let let us try to live. 
instead of controlling it. So here's the th- here's the problem, Dave. No one gave us the tripwire. I've been asking since January. What's the tripwire that's going to close these things down? What are the factors that you're looking they at? Don't have it. it seemed you're right. It seemed totally arbitrary in a in a situation where we didn't know anything about this virus. Now, as more and more factors come in and we're pushing to open it, they won't really give us the tripwires that are solid like the beaches. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We know that this or we supposedly know that this is uh, killed by sunlight. The The odds of getting it outside, the the odds of getting it while you're surfing by yourself. Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. What, what the hell are you basing any of this stuff up on except a power trip? We are not being told so we can participate in it. This is not a representative government anymore. Well, I think what you're seeing is that the people that like state power are basically frothing at the mouth at the moment. So you're right when you say that you have a great governor in Greg Abbott in Texas. He wants the economy to move forward. Now, it does. he's not saying let's just open up and have a free for all. They're going to have to test some things and see how many people can be at restaurants. And then maybe if there's a little bump, they'll have to adjust. That's how a mature person deals with the problem. Mm-hmm. But how an immature mm-hmm. how an immature person deals with the problem is just sees a problem. And then what would a child do? A child would grab everything or flip the board over if it was a board game or something like that. So they're not telling us anything. They're just saying, we control you. And unfortunately, I think too many people in California and probably in several of the other blue states have just been conditioned to think that just because someone has power, that that power is righteous. But I don't think... I have no reason to believe, especially if they won't tell me why they're doing it. Why should I believe that Gavin Newsom knows what he's doing? What evidence does he have that I am not privy to? And and why wouldn't you give me that evidence? So we got to start questioning them, right? If there was ever a time, Glenn, to fight for anything we believe in in America, certainly in my lifetime, I think in your lifetime as well, it's like this is it. Yeah, this is the biggest event in our lifetime. And I think our I, I think our country is truly hanging by the thread because you are losing the 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 entry level uh businesses you're you're losing the entrepreneur uh, the entrepreneurs you're losing the ability to get back up on off of your feet and it's all being caused not by some natural disaster but because people are telling you what to do so this isn't my fault that we're going out of business this is the government's fault that i'm going out of business this is china's fault that we're going through any of this And by the way, you know, a little risk is part of life. That's actually part of the human experience. And that again, that's not to say you just do everything willy nilly and and get out there and cough on people and, you know, run into old age homes and all that. But a little risk is exactly what made America great. And they're so in many ways, this whole thing is is counter to the American experience. You are you are such a dangerous individual for even saying that, Dave. I mean, (laughs) we are violating all of the Bill of Rights, the things that are enshrined in our Constitution as governments shall not do these things. They're doing all of those things in the name of a right that doesn't exist. I don't have a right to be safe from infections. 
You cannot guarantee that right. I am born without that natural right. I I mean, again, it's not that you do stupid things, but the yeah. government cannot guarantee this. They're saying we're going to keep everybody safe. You can't. And it's not a right. You cannot violate the things that are in the Bill of Rights that are explicitly laid out to to protect a right that doesn't even exist. Doesn't exist. Back with Dave Rubin here in just a second. The uh, the name of his book is Don't Burn This Book, Thinking for Yourself in the Age of Reason. We'll get into that because it's more important than ever here in uh, just a second. First, let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. If you are in pain at all, uh, listen up. Listen up. I was in pain. See, see the background here of everything behind me? Those are all paintings that I have done uh, here just during the coronavirus uh, period. I, I couldn't hold a paintbrush for more than five minutes. I couldn't hold a pen for, for a couple of sentences to write them down. I was in so much pain. It's gone and what keeps it at bay is relief factor. It reduces the inflammation. And when I saw the doctors, they were like, it's inflammation. I'm like, no, that's fat. And they're like, no, it's inside your body, Glenn. And I'm like, oh, crap. Anyway, 800-583-84. Works for about 70% of the people that try it. They go on to order more every month. So try it. Please just try it. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or you can call them at 800-583-84. 800-583-84 or ReliefFactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. By the way, as a public service, we'd like to remind you that if you did not file a tax return last year and you have children under 17, you must act right now. I think the deadline is this week. You can get the 500 economic impact payment per child, but you have to let them know you're out there. A lot of people who can use this money. Make sure you get it done by May 5th. That's tomorrow. You'll get your payment in uh, 2020. Go to irs.gov. Enter your information in the non-filer tool by May 5th. That is tomorrow. Please do that. Back with Dave Rubin, the author of Don't Burn This Book. Dave, it's a it's a really great book. Really great book. I read it this weekend. Easy to read. Um, it's not surprising that you are getting pushback from the left. I'm sure you saw uh, one of the reviews that came out uh, that just yes, tore yes. you apart. Uh, and I, I think you should respond to some of that when we get into this, because it's it's amazing what they're what, what they're claiming that you're doing. And uh, they don't they don't see that that's what they do all the time. Um, Let's hash anyway, it out. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to I would like to go here. Um, one of the chapters is how to speak uh, to fake spot, uh, how to spot fake news. Uh, and the reason why I bring this up is because we Google, as you know, is censoring people. Uh, they are now looking for authoritative sources, authoritative voices uh, and the authoritative uh, truth, which should terrify people. You're not an authoritative voice. I'm not one, but we have pretty good uh, records on speaking the truth. A, how do we find fake news and spot it? And B, what do we do about this ban on the exploration of truth? 
Yeah, so let's do A first. Um, in the book, I talk about four types of fake news. And you know, most people, when they hear fake news, they think usually the easiest version of it is just a made up story. And we get, we get a lot of those. So that's one version, we don't have to get into that because that's the easiest one. The next one to spot is when the headline and the story themselves have almost nothing to do with each other or directly contradict Amazing. each other. That, that yes. is one of the biggest ones. That one is the type that we see on CNN.com all day long. The, the one that yep. I think is worth expanding on because I think this is the, the most nefarious one is fake news by omission. So when something doesn't fit mm -hmm. the narrative of the New York Times or CNN or Washington Post, they will ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, while everyone online, everyone in the YouTube world, everyone in you know the radio world, everyone in Twitter land, will all be talking about a story, literally for months. So this would be like the Epstein story was talked about for months, or uh, the, the new Biden. Joe Biden sexual, yeah, the Biden one. I mean, so let's let's do the Biden one because this is this is a current example. So for for the last two months, I mean, everyone on Twitter and everywhere else has been talking about this Tara Reid thing. Now that in and of itself, of course, does not make it true. So let's set aside and just leave allegations as allegations. Which, by the way, allegations against Brett Kavanaugh were just allegations. But the difference, of course, is that Brett Kavanaugh uh, is on the right. He's a conservative, so the media went crazy with it for months literally thousands of front page articles in every newspaper and every magazine everywhere in the midst of Kavanaugh, you'll find this interesting. I was on tour with Jordan Peterson in Europe and I had people on the streets in Europe literally stopping us to ask us what we thought about Brett Kavanaugh. Now really think about that for a moment. It had blown up to the point of an international story where people in European streets were asking us about sexual assault allegations about a potential Supreme Court nominee. I mean. That was the level of which the media treated that. Now, for two months, the media basically ignored the Tara Reid story because it didn't fit their narrative because Biden's a, you know, a quote unquote good guy, a Democrat. And that is a type of fake news. When the New York Times finally ran their first story on it, I believe it was on page 23 or 24. And within the article itself, instead of focusing on the allegations about uh, about Biden, it had several paragraphs about allegations against Trump, which we can go into those allegations as well, but that's a separate story. So the narrative-driven fake news, I'm much more concerned about because you've seen this a million times through the hit pieces that, that many of us have lived through and everything else, is that they ignore things and then they divert attention. So fake news, we have to stop thinking it's just made up stuff. Yeah, all right, Dave, uh, Dave Rubin, don't burn this book. Uh, back with more from Dave in uh, in just a second dave was a hardcore uh guy on the left and has left the left now his new book don't burn this book is out everywhere you're listening to glenn beck uh tomorrow is cinco de mayo you miss it. Eh, no big deal. Sunday is Mother's Day. You miss it. Big deal, especially this year. 
I want you to go to 1-800-Flowers.com right now. You say, Mom doesn't like flowers. That's fine. Check the website out. You will be amazed at what they have for Mother's Day. 1-800-Flowers.com. If you order early, you can now get a dozen sorbet roses plus six extra roses free and a free vase for only $39.99. That's 20% off the original price. It's a mix of orange, lavender, and pink blooms. She will love them. It will remind her how much you love her and that you were thinking of her and you actually did something uh, for Mother's Day. 1-800-Flowers.com. Now, they are committed to your safety, so everything's going to be contactless. But, but because of that, you need to get your order in right now. To order the dozen sorbet roses, get an extra rose, uh, six extra roses free, plus a, a, a vase, only $39.99, 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter code BECK, 1-800-Flowers.com, code BECK. The offer ends tomorrow. Get all the best stuff from Dave Rubin, Glenn Beck, and so many others at blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll get 30 bucks off. The brand new book that is out is uh, Don't Burn This Book uh, with Dave Rubin, a good friend and somebody I really, really respect. Uh, somebody who is has done the really hard work. Uh, in case you don't know, Dave was an uber lefty. He was with the Young Turks for a long time. I used to hate the guy. I mean, I didn't know him, but I would watch him and I'd be like, this guy's insane. And I'm sure, Dave, you did the same thing with me. Uh, is that well, right? I don't know that I hated you, but I definitely thought you were insane. And yet here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think you were. I, I didn't hate you either, but I <laughs> but I thought you were nuts. Uh, yeah. And as it turns out, you were nuts. Uh, you you got into a this situation to where you were. Yeah. Where you were like, wait a minute. Our argument isn't making sense anymore. Uh, and so you did the honest work, which is so hard. You left behind. All your friends, you not all your friends, but a lot of your friends, you you left the world where you knew you could make money, where you knew you fit in uh, and you went exploring for the truth, not knowing if this is going to take you any place that's not going to have you living under a bridge. Right. Yeah. Listen, I love that when people always say to me, um, you know, the trolls and I have a very, very dedicated group of coordinated trolls who actually at the moment are completely assaulting my my Amazon reviews and everything else, and it's like oh, yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. Just, it's like you, now you're really spending too much time at home. But um, you know, when you when you leave the left, one of the things that you'll get hit with first is that you're a right wing grifter. I'm sure you've heard this one, right. and this is what they throw at you're oh, yeah. a grifter. And what I find hilarious right. about this is, and, and I'm very open about this in my journey, I have literally quit many jobs, several jobs where I had full-time you know, salary, health insurance, and my team. I mean, I would bring my team with me. I would get several people to quit at once. We did this several <laughs> times to have no guaranteed salary, to have no guaranteed health insurance, to p- apparently be part of the right-wing grift, which is, I mean, really on its, on its head, think how absurd this is. I live in Los Angeles. If you ever wanted to be hated, what would you do? You'd say, I'm a conservative. Yeah. I'm a libertarian. You'd, right. say, you'd basically say, I'm anything other than a progressive. So, yeah, you know, it's sad. And I do talk about this in the book. When you have people that are your friends, I mean, I I talk about one person in uh, in particular who was literally invited to my wedding. 
that suddenly out of nowhere, after never having a negative word said between us, is calling me a racist and a bigot and the rest of it. And I and I oh say, gosh. well, please point point to evidence of this. And they can't. And then they continue to double down. And really what that taught me was all of the things that I started seeing a few years ago that were wrong with the left, the rush to judge everybody, to, to be overly emotional instead of factual, to, to demean and destroy everybody, cancel everybody and the rest of it. What I realized was, wow, part of the reason that people don't leave the left is because once you behave that way yourself, you know they'll mm-hmm. do it to you. So in a way, yes. it's, a, it's a self-hostage situation for many of them, because once you have called everyone on the right racist, and then you start waking up, you go, uh-oh, uh-oh, now I know what they're going to do to me because I kept doing it to other people too. Yep. So the, the mechanism the mechanism of it is really interesting because it's very easy to catch like a virus. A virus is very easy to catch. And what is a virus also? It's very hard to get rid of. And that's what I would say progressivism is. It's easy to catch in that the ideas all sort of sound right. Give money to everybody. Everything's free. We love everybody. Diversity. That all sounds right. And then it's very hard to get rid of because you know you will be destroyed in the process. That's why I wrote this book, because I survived, I thrived, and I want other people to be able to get out, too. So do you think that there's a lot of people on the left that see this now as nonsense, as unworkable, but they're afraid to leave? Yes, I think that the what I would say is either the disgruntled liberal or the old school liberal. You know, when you think of we've discussed this many times, but, you know, old school liberalism and classical liberalism in in the vein of, let's say, JFK asked not what your country can mm-hmm. do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Daniel Patrick Moynihan in New York, Ed Koch. There, there were old school liberals that conservatives would have disagreements with, but they were healthy disagreements. And the liberal side in that case wasn't demanding government for everything. They would actually talk about freedom and liberty. And if you, mm-hmm. you know, in the last six months when we had these ridiculous democratic debates, I can only think of one time that the word constitution was mentioned. And it was when Kamala Harris said that she would issue a uh, executive order to fight, you know, on gun control. And Joe Biden, who who is old school, I think he's very confused as to what mm-hmm. he is now. And, and that's a whole other thing. But he actually said to her, well, you know, Kamala, it has to be constitutional. And you know what happened? She literally laughed in his face. She laughed in his face. Anyone can find the clip online. And she turned to him and she said, Joe, can't we just say yes Meaning it's not what's constitutional that matters. It's whatever we feel that matters. And I think what happened here to directly answer your question is that progressives who are who are power hungry, who love the state, they believe they know what's right for everyone. They saw the weak underbelly of liberalism. And I think liberalism, this is very sad for me to say, liberalism does have a weak underbelly that conservatism doesn't. Conservatism, I think, partly because of the religious attachment, but more fundamentally because of the the true admiration to the Constitution, has a stronger foundation where liberalism, I think the the idea of being open-minded, that lets in a lot of bad stuff. And I don't think it had the Mm -hmm. mechanism. I don't think it had the mechanism to fight it, which is why that even my my liberal friends, some of whom you've credited in some of your other books, um, they've they've become sort of irrelevant now because they don't know what they don't know what to make of the world anymore. That that's a very sad admission for me to make, actually. Uh, but I think this is where we are. They they saw the weakness and they went for it. 
So do they uh, do they not think that the um, that there's anyone out there that that uh, they can group with or because I, I know some of the people you're talking about and they got it. They got it. They're there, but they just don't want to connect at all. Right. They don't want to they don't want to take a stand and say, nope, this is wrong. And I think this is right. Meaning not all the people involved are in it are right. I mean, that we have our own problems on the right, uh, but they don't seem to want to connect. Why? Glenn, I will be, I, I always will be as honest with you as I can be, but this is one that I am thinking about at literally the deepest level that I can possibly do it because I'm watching my own people who have been my allies, the last remaining liberals, I'm watching them now sort of turn on me because I'm too friendly with you. I'm too friendly with Prager. I'm too friendly with Shapiro and the rest. And no matter how much, it's sort of like Stockholm syndrome. No matter how many times you offer a hand to these people and say, I disagree with everything you say, but come on my show, let's talk about it. Or Tucker Carlson offers a hand to these guys or Shapiro or Prager or anyone else. They, they will sort of spit in that because what they think is, I don't know that they think liberalism can be fixed. I think they have just sort of a PTSD of some sort of that mm-hmm. all concern. Well, it's so embedded. It's so embedded in the leftist brain that conservatives are somehow bad. Um, and for some reason that and I and I do write about this a little bit in the book that for some reason that never really got embedded into my brain. I, I never thought conservatives were bad. You know, I, one of the things I talk about in the book is how my family, we used to have incredible political debates at every holiday. Every holiday, we would debate everything. And I, you know, when I was young, even like 11 years old, I would be trying to get to the adult table because that was what I thought was interesting. I didn't even know what they were talking about mm-hmm. exactly, but everyone was passionate. And, and I kid mm-hmm. you not, every time dessert was served, everyone stopped. It was, uh, it was, there was no grudges held. There was no anger. It's not to say we didn't have, you know, family stuff that everyone has, but we could debate politics health in, in a healthy way. And I think something weird is happening now. So the last liberals, and we don't, we don't have to name them specifically, but I, you, you and I know who we're talking about. And I think most of your audience probably does too. I think they are so afraid of being considered the, the backwards religious conservative, something like that, that it has almost completely mm. decimated the ideology. It's, it's, it's really depressing, actually. That being said, w- the reason I'm not depressed is because what I have found by not having that PTSD is that the right is filled with free thinking people and agree to disagree people and, and people who actually know what they think. And I'll tell you one other thing, they're actually happier. The conservatives that I know are a million times happier. They have, they have, they have just found a way to pilfer some happiness out of the universe as opposed to the lefties who are endlessly obsessed with government, which is about controlling people. And there's no happiness at the end of that road. That's why I think we are in such trouble, because everything now is about government and politics. And yeah. that's not the way life is supposed to be, at least in, in America. Um, gosh, I have so much to talk to you about. But I uh, let me just let me just ask you this. One of the last hurdles for me on Donald Trump, and I don't like everything that he does. And I, uh, you yep. know, he, he, personally, he says some things, yada, yada, yada. But one of the last hurdles that I had with Donald Trump was. Uh, if we had a real depression, I think I predicted this in 16, that by the end of his term, we would be in an economic depression and this guy would outdo FDR. He has restrained himself in every possible way with everyone strangely on the left 
saying you got to take this power you got to take this power you got to take this power it's bizarre Uh, does that help libertarians at all look at donald trump and go man he's he's actually doing in many ways what the constitution is telling him he's actually not expanding the state as he could be at this point yeah i agree with that or not Yeah, I do agree with the premise, but what you said there is really interesting, and it shows why you can't just be for power, which is what the left is for, because you're right. They're calling the guy Hitler on one hand, and then what are they also saying? Take more power. Take more money. Take more power. Control our lives in a bigger way. That's why being for power in and of itself, being for progress in and of itself is not good. You have to weigh, well, what does that power do? What does that progress mean? Of course. Um, as, as to your question specifically, you know, one of the things that sort of made me more okay with Trump, despite some of my reservations about maybe his personality and temperament and some sure, of that sure, stuff, sure. is that who is one of his biggest allies in the Senate? It's Rand Paul. And Rand Paul is the closest thing we have to a true libertarian, probably in all of mm-hmm. government. And, mm-hmm. and Rand is there and has helped him cut back some regulation. I think he's probably in his ear a little bit related to states' rights right now. And Trump is actually doing the right thing right now. He's trying to say to the states, guys, I'm not supposed to be in charge of yes. this whole operation. And if I was, that would be deeply dangerous, not only because of what half of you think of me, but because there are different prescriptions that need to be dealt exactly to each right. different state. So I do think there is a, a libertarian argument for Trump. Is there a, a little bit of a fear there too that, he, that personality-wise, He's a guy that likes power and that that could potentially go out of control. I think. Yeah, that but he does, doesn't seem. Yeah, he does, he I agree, but he doesn't. Do it, but does it exist? Right. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, all right. Just just a real quick question. Uh, yeah. Joe Biden, let me give you a couple of that because I got a break for network real quick. Uh, does uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump win in November? Oh, well, that's going on the assumption that Biden's the nominee, but I think that thing could crumble at any moment or and you do have to know that you're really voting for the VP. And I think regardless, I I mean, I think more people are waking up that Trump's doing a pretty decent job. And yeah, he's orange and his hair is crazy. But here we are. All right. Uh, Does Joe Biden actually hold on? And is he the guy who actually runs? I think it's 50-50 at best. And if anything, maybe it's even less than that at this point. I think he's crumbling. If it's not him who... Who is? You know what? It's like they could. The, the DNC is so corrupt, and they have made such a mockery of the election. And the way that they're all, the way that they're all pushing Biden now. And you know what's funny? It's like he's obviously having some cognitive stuff, and that is not funny. But what's funny is yeah. when it cracks, when the story cracks, that somebody finally admits that they knew it. They're all going to be turning on each other and going, "No, I oh, was yeah. the one that wanted to say it, and you wouldn't let me." And yeah. so, who do I think it's the VP is? Well, he, he said it's going to be a woman. You know, conventional conventional wisdom is Stacey Abrams. I don't I don't think it'll be her they'll they'll find some somewhat random person and don't think that hillary is completely out of the picture i know it's bananas but we live in strange times boy stranger things have happened thank you so much appreciate it dave rubin the name of the book is don't burn this book uh dave rubin available everywhere thinking for yourself in the age of unreason somewhere in america right now within the sound of my voice there's a man standing behind the counter of his own type of curiosity shop the kind which happens to sell things that go bang and protect people soon customers are going to be coming in and and they're letting him do that now in dribs and drabs the man's glad because business will be good again 
masked or unmasked. It makes no difference to him. The money spends exactly the same. And he smiles to think how different things used to be and how it makes one appreciate the things that remain the same. It's hard to find things that remain the same. The boots on his feet, for example, are a pair of Tacovis boots. They're the same style. It's remained the same for a very long time indeed. Even the way they make them. 200 hand steps, 200 steps by hand to make these boots. There's nothing, there's nothing the man would rather stand behind his register in all day long than Tacovis boots. Tacovis boots boil over with comfort and style. It's the integrity that makes him most proud. As the world changes, some things need to stay the same. Your pair of Tacovis boots waiting for you at Tacovis, T E C O V A S dot com slash Beck. That's Tacovis dot com slash Beck. Tacovis, Western goods for your frontiers. This is the Glenn Beck program. It's, it's truly amazing what's happening in New York. The New York City Council, now the speaker says Franklin Graham's medical charity has no place in pandemic-stricken Big Apple. Uh, really? Really? This, this is what they're spending their time on? You've got a charity that has set up a hospital in Central Park being harassed all the time, and now New York City says, get out, there's no place for you unbelievable absolutely unbelievable uh we have franklin graham on with us here in about uh six minutes you don't want to miss i really am anxious to hear how he's going to respond i know how jesus would respond uh and i have a feeling it's going to be a lot like that but it'd be kind of cool if it wasn't wouldn't it uh, uh, we, we have Franklin Graham, who is a, full disclosure, a partner uh, of Mercury One. Uh, we help fund them. They help move food. And they've done all kinds of stuff. Samaritan's Purse is a great organization. And Franklin is going to join us uh, and discuss New York City. How is he being treated? What's happening there? Coming up. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You've heard me talk to Mike Lindell and about Mike Lindell. He is the inventor of my pillow and how, you know, his pillow has given me great night's sleep. I love his sheets. But I want you to know that you are the reason my pillow is the incredible company that it is today. You've trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Well, Mike is now offering a buy one, get one deal on some of his incredible products like the Giza Dream Sheets, duvet covers, pillows, their bolster and neck pillows, and so much more. You can get these buy one, get one free offer with the promo code back. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I do, send it back. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and check out the buy one, get one free deals. There are also deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117.
800-966-3117 and get these great radio specials from MyPillow.com. Unless you plan on self-isolating forever, you're going to need to be around other people, other people at some point in your life. One of the best ways to avoid getting sick is a healthy immune system. Uh, all year round uh, is something that you need. Uh, it really, it doesn't make any sense to go any other way. And, and obviously we all try to do this, but that's uh, why you need Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables, which boosts energy and supports a healthy immune system. If you're out of shape, I don't know why I would point this out. If you don't eat healthy, I don't know why I'd point that out. I can't think of anyone who does that. Uh, The risk is higher, and it's as simple as that. This is why you need Field of Greens. A diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of heart disease, hypertension, stroke, even cancer. Plus, Field of Greens is prebiotic and probiotic and a great source for all of this stuff. So just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir, and you're done. You can save 15% on your first order right now with the offer code STU, S-T-U, at BrickHouseStew.com. It's BrickHouseStew.com. Subscribe and save an extra 10% every month. It's BrickHouseStew.com. So I would really like to know what the definition of love is, uh, because I uh, Samaritan's Purse has been called by the city of New York a hate organization. But there is no greater example of disagreeing with people, uh, but serving them because you love them as human beings than what Samaritan's Purse has been doing in New York City against all odds, against people uh, yelling and screaming at them. It is, it's insane what's been going on. They've now been kicked out of New York City and their field hospital. These are one of the best field hospital charities in the world. They are the last line when it comes to Ebola and almost every other really nasty disease. And New York says there's no place for them. We have Franklin Graham on to respond in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, Norton Security. Um, when you're on uh, Wi-Fi, you think that it's protected because of oh, the password. It's really easy for hackers to get in and steal your information. You need layers of protection for your devices so you can maintain your online privacy. What you need is Norton 360. Norton 360 offers you a password manager and a powerful VPN with bank-grade encryption so you can keep things like logins and passwords more secure and private when you're on Wi-Fi. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Get up to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at norton.com slash back. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Save up to 50% off right now. Terms to apply. Norton.com slash Beck. So on April 21st of this year, Reverend Graham and Samaritan's Purse, his organization, was working to uh, aid the residents of New York City, which had the brunt of 
of COVID-19. So they set up a 14-tent emergency field hospital in Central Park. It had a full staff of doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals. Uh, it, was, it was being overseen by uh, Mount Sinai Hospital, and things were going well. Unless you were hanging out around the tent. You were called all kinds of names. Now the New York City uh, Council Speaker, Corey Johnson, said, My statement on Samaritan's Purse. It is time for Samaritan's Purse to leave New York City. This group, led by the notoriously bigoted, hate-spewing Franklin Graham, came at a time when our city couldn't, in good conscience, turn away from any offer of help. That time has passed. Now, when they set it up, there was controversy, and Bill de Blasio said, We're going to keep a close eye on those Christians in the park. But they had a 60-bed respiratory uh, care unit. And it was handling any overflow from uh, Mount Sinai, which I don't know if Corey knows the origins of Mount Sinai's name. But um, and they're saying that he that Franklin Graham has to get out because he is frequently attacking the homosexual agenda and the transgender lie and Samaritan's purse. People sign a written pledge. Well, they also signed a written pledge to Mount Sinai Hospital to treat all patients equally. So they did that. But now, Corey, uh, the speaker of the city council, said their continued presence here is an affront to our values of inclusion. What about your inclusion? Uh, And is painful for all New Yorkers who care deeply about the LGBTQ community. Mount Sinai must sever its relationship with Samaritan's Purse. Its leader calls the LGBTQ community detestable and immoral. He says being a gay is a affront to God and refers to gay Christians as the enemy. Samaritan's Purse requires volunteers to agree to a written affirmation that marriage is exclusively the union of one genetic male and one genetic female. Hate has no place in our beautiful city. Franklin Graham, I would say the most hated man in New York, at least with uh, Speaker Corey, um, welcome to the program. How are you, Franklin? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. So you are you run Samaritan's Purse, which is a partner of ours. We have helped uh, fund you. You have done things with Mercury One and sent tons of food places all over the world. Mm-hmm. You go places that nobody wants to go, uh, including you were instrumental in the last Ebola uh, outbreak. You were the right. only group that would really go in. This is what Samaritan's Purse does. First, have you ever experienced have you have you ever experienced this kind of pushback anywhere in the world? Well, the the pushback uh, really is coming just from some gay activists. Uh, But we have a great relationship uh, with Mount Sinai Um, and um, they're they're wonderful people. Uh, The people of New York have uh, brought us food. We have pizza trucks that show up and crank out 40 pizzas and and don't don't charge, just give them to us. Uh, Businesses that have provided 100 meals a night. Uh, I'm talking about gourmet kind of Italian uh, food. Um, People have come by just to say thank you. Um, We have only had um, just a couple of um, gay activists that have been vocal uh, that the media picks up and and uh, and gives them a, a megaphone, 
But we have had nothing but good relationships uh, with uh, Mount Sinai, and we're not being kicked out. We we knew that we would be leaving as the numbers came down. Our field hospital right now just has two patients. Uh, we believe by this weekend they will be gone, and so we will we will not accept any more patients into uh, the field hospital. We are managing two floors for Mount Sinai at their Beth Israel uh, Hospital. And uh, right now we have uh, 30, I believe it's 34 uh, uh, patients uh, on those two floors that we're, that we're carrying for uh, Mount Sinai Group. And we still have 116 staff members uh, working in New, New York, and we will keep them there until we are through at uh, Beth Israel. So we're, we're still so, going to have a presence in, in, the, in the system uh, for at least in a couple, another couple of weeks, but the numbers are coming down. And they're coming down all across the country. So, Franklin, most people wouldn't know that you have the kind of expertise that your group has, that you are that you're you're managing a couple of floors of a hospital. Um, can you explain to the American people and uh, maybe to the New York City Council what makes you unique on this particular kind of epidemic? Well, I think uh, our experience of fighting Ebola uh, in Africa, uh, there's only two organizations in the world that do this, and it's uh, Medicine Sans Frontier, or the other name that they use is Doctors Without Borders. But uh, this group out of Belgium and Samaritan's Purse are really the only two that focus on Ebola, and uh, we've got tremendous experience uh, with infectious disease. Uh, we have um, we always keep two uh, field hospitals in in stock. Uh, we had deployed uh, one week earlier to Italy uh, to Cremona uh, outside of Milan, and, uh, and then a week later, uh, the team um, heard that we had a second hospital. They said, "Would we be willing to deploy it to New York?" And within just a few hours, uh, Mount Sinai called and said, "Would you be willing to bring a hospital?" Uh, to to Mount Sinai, and of course, it so they they made around. they made the contact. Hey, they made the contact, not you. That, that's correct. They made the contact, and uh, they've been wonderful people to work with. And me, and and with the the criticism from the congressional leadership of New York, uh, and these a few of these gay activists uh, that are on the city council and so forth. Uh, they did. Uh, Mount Sinai did not waver on their support for us one bit. They've just been a great group, a great partner, and uh, and our doctors and nurses come from all over the United States. Uh, these are uh, infectious disease experts. They're they're trauma. Uh, they would work in emergency rooms uh, across the United States. The doctors and nurses. And so, but we're all Christians, and we all believe that uh, Jesus Christ is God's Son. Uh, and we, we worship and serve him. And so uh, we're all of like mind, and uh, we're committed uh, to caring for people in Jesus' name, and we, and we want the whole world to know that God loves them and cares for them. Uh, there are so many people that are afraid, and the, the, these patients that come into the field hospital, they're scared. They, they think they're going to die, and uh, they don't think they don't have hope. And... Uh, a, a lot of what we do is uh, is not just to treat them medically, but to to encourage them, uh, to pray for them if they want to have prayer, uh, and to love them, hold their hand, um, 
and and just be with them. And it's uh, I think it has meant a lot to to the people that uh, God has brought into the, the the doors of that tent. And we're just thrilled that we've had this opportunity to serve the people of New York. All of this has been done with private donations. Not one dime uh, has come from city government, federal or state. All of this is private Any- funded, and we have been in New York uh, Central Park at no cost to the people of New York. Any idea? Do you do you care to share what that kind of thing costs? Oh, you know, our our our, our cost. I don't have the total cost, but we we estimate it's about 1.4 to 1.8 million per month, and um, and then the cost of the hospital is about the same. Uh, but we're not leaving the hospital. We're packing. We'll, we'll uh, clean it, uh, pack it up, and and bring it back and deploy it again uh, if there's a if there's another need somewhere else. Wow. Um, have you, cause I, I started the segment with, uh, the definition of, of love. Um, we seem to live in a time where people don't understand that you can love people, even if you don't agree with them. Have you ever, ever in the history of Samaritan's purse ever rejected someone, uh, or treated them differently in the hospital because they don't agree with you? And, and of course not, uh, because the, the one that we serve, Jesus Christ, uh, he didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. And uh, we want to show his love and compassion, the uh, same as if he were right there standing beside us. We want to show that same love and compassion that he would. And so, of course, we welcome everyone. It has, has nothing to do with what they believe uh, or what sins they have committed or the color of their skin, uh, we treat everybody the same. And uh, that's very important to us. Uh, in our 50 years of, of history, this is our 50th year of, as an organization, uh, we have always treated everybody the same. We treat everyone fairly. We never discriminate. We would never do that. Franklin, I appreciate your time, and thank you for uh, clearing this up and, and going on the record. Uh, as you know, I was... Uh, I don't know if I would consider or if your father would have considered me a friend, but I uh, I considered him a friend and I I think of him often. He was a truly powerful, uh, powerful spokesperson and uh, force for good and for Christ. Uh, And and you with Samaritan Purse are continuing on to do remarkable, remarkable things. And we're proud to be. Uh, partners with you on projects. Thank you so much, Franklin, and all my best to everybody at uh, Samaritan's Purse. Well, thank you, and God bless. God bless. Franklin Graham, all right. Uh, Let me just pause here real quick and uh, tell you a little bit about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's Car Shield. You know, uh, in the old days, you could open up your uh, hood of your car and you could see all the rubber bands and the mice that were making it uh, work. And you'd be like, oh, well, the hamster just needs uh, a little extra food and uh, the wheel, the rubber band on the wheel that he runs. I have no idea how cars ran then, and I certainly don't have any idea how cars run now. In fact, I was trying to buy a used tractor and... uh, I just wanted to go and said to somebody, hey, could you come with me? Because you know about engines. And he's like, Glenn, you don't have a computer. You're not going to be able to find out if this thing is good. So there's nothing we can do now. There's nothing it seems like we can do. The car breaks down. And what do you have? What do you have? I don't know. 
You need to go to the magicians that can tell you exactly what's wrong with the defibrillator, even though there's no such thing as a defibrillator. That's why I have Car Shield for as low as $99 a month. I should check and see if they do tractors. As low as $99 a month, you can choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. Car Shield will take care of the rest. They offer 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Car Shield helped over a million customers with his rates as low as $99 a month. You have nothing to lose. Call Car Shield now, 800 Car 6000. 800 Car 6000. Mention the promo code Beck or visit carshield.com. That's carshield.com. Code Beck. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. So we're going to talk to Mary Sabatino here in just a second. And she's a uh, Kentucky mother that moved from New York. You don't get Sabatino usually in Kentucky, Uh, but uh, she moved from New York. And now she's being investigated by the, you know, Kentucky Child and Family Services because she has a family of seven and they weren't practicing social distancing And now Kentucky uh, Child Services is investigating the parents for abuse. Strangely, Kentucky is one of those uh, states that has just gone off the rails. Did you see, by the way, in Michigan, a skywriter flew around the governor's mansion and just wrote F U just two letters F U with a giant (laughs) giant arrow pointing right to the governor's mansion. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a lot of time on your hands, but that was pretty impressive, I got to say. I got nothing but time in Michigan, uh, I guess. I guess. It's interesting that that you Uh, bring up the the Kentucky thing real quick, Glenn, to go back to that. I mean, you know, we've had Matt Bevin on the show many times. He was the governor of Kentucky and lost a very close election in uh, 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 2019, right? Yeah, it was just last year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, Just last year. So, you know, it's funny to look at this because... If you want to see a real divergence on how these things would have been handled, I mean, I would have guessed that Bevin would have been probably the most aggressive governor in America in opening up the economy. Um, and a lot of people have criticized him over things Let's kind of related on. to that. Yeah, to see what he's yeah. what he would because I mean, B- yeah, Bashir has been the exact opposite. I mean, he's been almost Michigan level in a state that is yeah. red, maybe a little purplish. Oh yeah, um, but oh, yeah. it's a bizarre change. I mean, that vote changed a lot for the state of Kentucky, uh, and depending on mm-hmm. how you look at it, for the good or for the for the bad. But uh, you know, Bevin almost won that election, and he would have been on the total opposite side of this. Uh, so that it, it, I would love to get him on and see what he would he was saying about this. Yeah, see what he has to say. It's kind of like do you remember the uh, uh, do you remember the billboards with George Bush where it was like "Miss me yet?" Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of. Yeah, I think Bevin could probably run that now. Hey, miss me? Yeah, kind of sucks to be you now, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Joe Biden. Uh, you had two more accusers come out. Now one was 14 and happened to be at this dinner. And the press did their homework on this one. Mm, of course they did. They always do and their said homework on Joe this. Biden's, mm-hmm. they always do. Yeah, uh, they said Joe Biden was not at this dinner that year. Nobody was at the dinner the year before and the year after. And the woman making the accusation was 14 at the time. And she said, I- I'm not sure what year it was. I think it was 2000, I think eight, might have been 2006 uh, or seven. 
but she was 14, 14, and he was hitting on her and making her uncomfortable. Uh, well, the that, press says that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, that was his quote. When he was asked about the Kavanaugh thing, he said, we have to come forward with the presumption that what they're saying is true, even if they forget some of the facts, was the actual quote from Biden Mm -hmm. uh, back in Mm -hmm. the Kavanaugh days. So even forgetting facts does not, it doesn't demean your accusation at all, even if you don't know where it happened or when it happened or any of that stuff that we knew was uh, an issue with the Kavanaugh accusers. Here is a story where now they're going to lean on that, right? They, all the things that they told us did not exist back, or that you shouldn't do back then. They're just doing now and acting like we're not going to notice. It's amazing. So didn't the New York Times come out this weekend with an editorial saying, oh, come, an independent counsel to look at this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> they wanted an no, FBI investigation of the Kavanaugh stuff. <laughs> FBI investigation. For a guy... For a guy that wanted to be on the Supreme Court, an important role, but it's not the president of the United States. Yeah, and also not something that we have a role in deciding, right? Like where uh, the president of the United States is something we're voting on, right? Like basically directly. I know the elect- uh, the, uh, the electoral college, but basically we're voting on that directly. Where the Supreme Court is something that's being appointed, right? Like this is this is not something that we even need in theory all of the information on their background this is something the senators might need all their ba- uh, information on but we're voting on the president of the united states so the media really owes us an explanation in 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 more clear terms than even they do for the supreme court it's more important to the average person because they're making a, a vote potentially based on this information and yet they are just going the exact opposite way and you see this over and over and over again some of them are are absolutely absurd um and uh let me give you this one Uh, this is this one's fantastic see if i can find it here real quick um uh here we go uh so this is um um maria cardona now maria cardona uh this is pointed out by drew holden here he's a cnn commentator you know democratic strategist here are two takes on the two different issues um it is uh, for Kavanaugh, my new column at the Hill. Investigate fully or withdraw Kavanaugh's name now in capital letters. Uh, here is uh, the take on Biden. Republicans' dangerous weaponization of Tara Reid's allegation against Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, is there a difference? Do you notice just a different, slight difference no, in don't. flavor there? I don't. Uh, no, I okay. don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Uh, uh, now the New York Times is calling for a panel unbiased chosen by the dnc they say we can do this we just need to have the dnc pick people that are not political to look into this this is the glenbeck program we go to kentucky here in a second first let me tell you about Rectech grills uh did i mention father's day is coming up yeah yeah mother's day is this sunday yeah i got it i got it how about father's day you know what i'm saying Rectech grills it is the best, the best. We're having another um, outdoor uh, grilling party uh, tomorrow. It's going to be beautiful here again tomorrow. And we're going to use the Rectech grill. It is super, super easy. I mean, you set it like an oven. Uh, you put it in. You leave it alone. It's all digital. It's an amazing grill. And it smokes the meat or grills the meat. This is the only device you need. 
Now, for Father's Day, you can win one of these. It's the same grill that I have, the Rectech Father's Day contest at rectechgrills.com. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-C, grills with an S, dot com slash back. Enter to win your, uh, to, to get your chance to win uh, the grill that I use. Not, I mean, a new one, but it's Rectech Grills. Check them out. This is a great grill. The standard for grills. Now, Rectech. Dave Rubin was on the show earlier today. You can get it on the podcast. Also, I'll be talking to him on Stu Does America tonight. You can get all the shows at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. If you think you have seen government gone mad, you haven't seen anything until you hear the story of uh, Mary Sabatino and her family. They're from New York. They moved to Kentucky. It's a family of seven. They homeschooled. You see where this is going already. Uh, they're freaks and they're from New York, so they must be disease ridden. And why would you have seven kids, let alone homeschool seven kids? Well, uh, she comes into uh, the town. She's doing some banking. And uh, this is before any of the coronavirus restrictions of, you know, quarantine New Yorkers or anything like that happened. And she leaves two of the kids uh, in the car and because they're old enough to be left in the car. And the other five she has to bring into the bank. Well, as she comes in, the teller says, whoa, 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 keep your distance. Why do you have five kids with you? She said, well, they're two. They're too young to be left in the car without adult supervision. Uh, you got to leave. You got to leave immediately. Well, by the time she gets home, somebody had made an anonymous call and said that uh, they weren't social distancing. And uh, somebody observed these kids and this mother leaving with a man that was not the father. And they, he was manhandling these children and they saw bruises. So immediately... Department of Children and Family Services come out. This is where it goes insane. Mary Sabatino is with us now. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi. So what happened was uh, on the um, 17th, we had gone to the bank to open a checking account. Mm-hmm. And we had been running errands all day. Fine. No issues. Everyone was nice and friendly. We get in the bank and the teller starts screaming at me to take the children outside. I said, I have to open a joint account with my husband. It'll only take a minute. He'll stay with the children. The whole exchange, you get back, get back, keep back, get them outside. So when we got home, my husband and I were just saying how crazy the experience was. We get home, and there's a state trooper and a child service worker at the door. They said they had to see the children immediately, that they received a call that we were out in public with five children with grab marks on their upper arms, and I was with a man from New York who was not related. I said, man, it's cold outside. They're wearing jackets. How could anyone see their upper arms? It doesn't matter. I'm here for an investigation. I have to come inside and interview the children. He comes inside. He separates the children, interrogates all the children, and then he had an issue with the homeschooling. And why did we have seven children? Uh, how can I? Wait, 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 I... wait, wait, what, what does that have to do with, with anything? I mean, That's what, I what does that have to do? With... 
my first question was not the father. I said, do you want me to get you the birth certificate? He is their father. You're calling him dad. No, I have to interview the children. You stay right here. So he brings them in the kitchen, and he's asking them if they get enough to eat. Does your mother allow you near the refrigerator? What are their feelings towards homeschooling? And then they wanted to undress them. They took pictures of the children, even though they had no marks anywhere on their bodies. Now, I have a daughter that's about 10 years old. This is a male social worker. And he comes in, he makes them lift their clothes, and he's taking pictures of their bodies. When all is said and done, after the initial call, which was about grab marks, now he wants an investigation because why am I homeschooling and how can I give adequate attention to that many children? Oh, my gosh. Then he says, you have, you have to make a doctor's appointment this week. I need full physicals for them. Wait. I call every doctor but and I cannot get an appointment. Right, because it's coronavirus time. Yeah, it just started, so it wasn't that crazy yet. I hadn't been aware there weren't that restrictions yet. But I called doctors, and they said, we can't see anyone. So I called the caseworker back. I said, they've, you know, they've never missed a well visit. Everything's fine. I can't get a doctor to see them. Well, you have a week for them to be seen. So I went online. I called everyone I could possibly think of, and someone told me, reach out to HSLD, a, the homeschool on legal defense. And when they got involved, they were able to help me with that. So what did they do? Well, I was told that the case, the caseworker told me that he had to get a supervisor involved because of the concerns with the homeschooling and how could I provide attention to all that many children and the fact that he wanted them seen that week. When the homeschool legal defense attorney spoke to him, he said it was merely a recommendation that I take them to the doctor. Ah, okay. Which was not the okay. case at all. He told me I had one week to do right. that. Right. So we're still waiting so, for so, the whole case to wrap up, but it's just beyond crazy that based on a false accusation, they could come in your door like that. So, Mary, why did you guys leave New York? We left New York because New York was getting too too liberal for us. We wanted a big backyard. We wanted a nice place to raise the children where we could homeschool them and enjoy the outdoors and where it was a little more freedom. Yeah, and I mean, because this honestly sounds like what would happen in New York. It shouldn't happen in a place like Kentucky. No, we were were quite happy here. Everyone was quite friendly. It was so out of character for the whole area. Have your neighbors said anything since? Oh, no, no one we've had since we've gotten here. It's a beautiful area. Everyone's nice. Everyone's friendly. There's no issues with anyone. Even we've been out other places. We didn't have an issue just in that one bank where they went crazy that you can't have children out in public. Hmm. Now, um, but it's escalate with the homeschool. Homeschooling is legal. And we followed every, um, yeah. you know, no, if you have a, Mary, we we are living in a time that our grandparents wouldn't have been able to understand, uh, where if you have, you know, over four children, even four, probably you're you're like, whoa, look at that. And seven. That's crazy. Our grandparents used to have 14 children. Uh, I don't know how women 
ever were walking around, but they but they did. Uh, and now, you know, with seven, you're a mark. If you're seven and homeschooling, you have to be insane. But let me ask you this, Mary. Mm-hmm. You have seven children you homeschool. I have uh, two children still left in the house, and uh, I'm about to lose my mind on on the homeschooling thing here because uh, it ain't working. Any tips? Because I think America really. It is not. I mean, you're cut out for homeschooling. Clearly, some of us. I mean, I barely have the dad thing down. Teacher too. Mm-mm. Teenagers. Mm-mm. Help. Oh, oh, the homeschooling works out so well that we actually we continue it sometimes on the weekends, even for two hours, just because that it keep it's a structure of it. The children enjoy learning with it, and having good private schooling beforehand they enjoy so much more being home and being able to focus more on subjects that appeal to them how many how many how many kids do you have in your family how many parents how many your parents had how many children my parents had 13 i'm number seven 13 and how did your mother provide for all of you you obviously were neglected My mother homeschooled us all. My mother and father both had college degrees, and there was a lot living in New York. There was a lot of stares and a lot of comments on that. But, you know, everyone turned out well. Everyone went on to college. I have physicians, assistants for brothers, accountants. You know, no one grew up to be the Mm. criminals that people thought that they would be or disadvantaged. Everyone grew up successful. Mary, this is uh, this is this used to be the story of America. We understood this now. For some reason, we don't anymore. Um, where is this case now? What has to be done to get the state off of your back? Um, it was the caseworker informed the attorney that it was handed to his supervisor, and I believe there's about two weeks left for them to make a decision on it. And what is the decision that has to be made? whether they'll close the case or continue it. Now, the allegations were only that the children had grab marks on their upper arms and that the man who was not my husband was with me. But the caseworker, <laughs> because he came to the house, those allegations right. were cleared up. But now I'm being investigated for having seven children and for homeschooling them, which is, you know, evil, what you sh- which it blows my mind no, that, I know. That's to be investigated. Now you have you have really good attorneys now. If you're if you're with the uh, homeschooling defense league, you're 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 in good hands. Um, uh, but Mary, I you know they had an election there just recently in Kentucky, and things went a little insane. You should uh, you should maybe consider Texas. This is a good place to be free in Texas. Um, oh, that was God on bless my you. List. I chose Kentucky oh. because of Bevin. Mm, choose carefully. Uh, <laughs> uh, we understand Mary thank you so much God bless you and the whole family please let us know if anything comes up and we can help you uh, you know these weasels tend to disappear when the light turns on they're like cockroaches and they go underneath the refrigerator when the lights turned on so if we can help you you let us know thank you so much Mary. I pray so thank you bye you bet God bless Mary Sabatino I mean, I think you can see why she's under investigation. Am I right, Stu, or am I right? Same sounds out of control. Out of control. Mm. 
All right. Uh, Goldline has acquired a very small selection of historic $5 Liberty coins minted in 1901. There are fewer than 3,000 of them left in the inventory, and the way they are selling them, they will be gone by the end of the week. These are highly uh, in demand. I would suggest if you are thinking about buying gold, you do it today. I'm writing this down. Uh, these are really, these are nice. These are five, $5 gold Liberty coins minted 1901. So they're historic and, uh, you know, it's part of a collection of coins. So you can't take that. I mean, I could understand the gold bars, but this is my collection. Anyway, uh, gold line, one of the places that still has available gold because Europe is buying gold at such a fast rate because the euro is tanking. Goldline, one of the few places still doing on-demand shipments of gold. They have the sufficient inventory to cover millions of dollars in shipments. This is a real, tangible asset. Please consider gold now. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Arguing with Socialists, the new book from Glenn Beck. Get it now on Amazon or wherever books are sold. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, hey, we uh, we didn't do what's new in Glenn's studio uh, today. There's always something hidden somewhere in the studio. I mean, it's usually out in plain sight. Um, but uh, you have to identify it, and it's usually a historic item. You're, I will, if you identify the item, I will tell you the story behind the item, and you get a copy of uh, my new book, Arguing with Socialists, which is available now uh, everywhere. Uh, so, what do we have? A winner today? Uh, yeah, let's see. A bunch. Of, uh, I, I, do you want some of these other? There's a bunch of people guessing. You tell me what it is. Uh, we've got the sacrifice okay. poster, measuring tool. No. Um, measuring uh, tool. Let's see. No. Um, sign, microphone. You've been no, doing the show no. with a microphone the whole time. People don't know that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a metal box underneath Churchill? Uh, yeah, there is. There is one item under Churchill. It's a secondary okay. item. It kind of goes with it. But There's another what, one that uh, says machete. You decide on who's going to win on this, Stu. This might be more. Uh, maybe than... we send two out. And then there's another that says uh, the sword. Okay, sword is better. Uh, okay, so this is a sword right behind me. Uh, you will see if you're watching on Blaze TV a sword that is kind of glistening there. That is actually a sword used in the uh, in the Battle of Tripoli uh, with the Marines. That is a Muslim sword. Uh, used to behead our Marines and the little metal box. It's why I didn't really count it because you wouldn't notice it, but that little metal box there is not. It's actually a leather cuff uh, that went around the neck and is tied in front. That's where we get the Marines. Their name of roughnecks Hmm. uh, is they would put a leather cuff around their neck and tie it down. So when they were being fought, uh, by the Muslims in uh, Tripoli, they weren't immediately beheaded. Uh, 
you know, until they were captured. But then they usually weren't beheaded. They were turned into slaves. But that's a different story. Hmm. Well, I think uh, uh, so, as far as the contest goes, I guess I'll give it to all three of these people, considering you continue to change the rules and the way this thing works. Uh, so how did know, I how did I change the rules? Well, there's two things. First of all, I mean, you said, what's the new thing well, the in the studio? Thing. And there's two things today. So that's that's a basic one. I think maybe <sighs> most people might realize is not the normal setup to the contest when you put two new things in the in the in the in the in the, uh, in the room when it's supposed to only be one tomorrow. You're, tomorrow, you'll be lucky if. There's not a hundred things in the room and three of them are members of your family. Okay. Uh, uh, one thing we didn't get to is president Trump's Gallup uh, approval rating is back tied for an all time high. And I wanted to get your view on this because you watch the, the polls really carefully. Can we trust the Gallup poll? Uh, because it shows that he had a bad couple of weeks. It went down and now it's popped back up to his high uh, with independence in particular. It went down six points and now it's up six points. So it's back at its all time high. Yeah. And so the independents are almost every polls movement is explained by independents, largely because right. the, the Democrats and Republicans on Trump are pretty much locked into their their categories. Right. Yeah. It's about 90 yeah. to 10 on both sides. Uh, you know, with op- with the opposite view of Trump, um, this one is a positive poll for Trump. It's forty nine percent is his highest, I believe, he's been in the Gallup survey pretty much since he took the, the, took office, as far as I, as far as I know. It's mm-hmm. the first poll I've seen on this, and I think any poll you see that you only see one, you know, it's kind of yeah. You, well, it may not yeah. be right. Like it may be the first one, right? Every every right. movement in polls has a first poll that kind of identifies, and it, it may mm-hmm. very well be that. I want want to see a little bit more support on this. The same thing kind of happened, as you pointed out. He got a boost when the coronavirus thing kind of happened. He rose up. And then the first few weeks of April, uh, a couple weeks of April, seemed to drop down and that kind of fade away. And this may be the sign of it ramping back up, whether that's because this uh, the economy is starting to open. Who knows what the reasoning is? Uh, but we'll definitely seem to we'll continue to watch it. It's a good sign for Trump. Certainly not a bad one. I, I think independents would look and say, eh, he's not being a dictator. And there's a lot of other people that are not only becoming a dictator, but encouraging Trump to become a dictator in the media. It's bizarre. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In the past, we could wait until the last minute to order a Mother's Day bouquet from 1-800-Flowers. But this year, not so much. This year, with limited delivery, you need to lock in your order today. So right now, when you order a dozen sorbet roses, 1-800-Flowers.com will give you an extra six roses free, plus a vase for only $39.99. And it's a really nice mix of pastel shades and pinks and orange and lavender, and they're guaranteed to make her smile. Order now, 1-800-Flowers.com, 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter code BECK.